What up, guys? It's your man, Austin, back again for another exciting and educational and phenomenal episode of The Lost Art. Thank you for joining me as always. I appreciate the support. Thank you guys so much for the emails. Thank you guys so much for the responses. All good stuff. Want to be able to share that with you. This episode is going to be a little bit different. So unfortunately, no Mr. Too Real. Now before, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. I'm, let me explain. Let me explain some things. What I need to explain is, is the reason why Mr. Too Real is not making an appearance on the show is because one of the segments is a little bit longer in length. But I think you'll enjoy it. You might get hints of some Mr. Too Real in that segment. Mr. Too Real might come out in a different form. So just, you know, trust me on this. I wouldn't leave you guys hanging. So, but we're switching things up here on the Lost Art a little bit. Not that Mr. Too Real isn't enjoyable to listen to because he does have some great, great content, doesn't he? But I think you're going to enjoy the segment that's kind of going to be taking his place, at least for this episode. I have a feeling Mr. Truro will be coming back with a vengeance in episode seven. But topics, let's go into topics. The topics we're going to be getting into in this episode is, is women with lists, not lisps, lists, L-I-S-T-I-N. G, listings or lists, and why that's detrimental to their ability to get men, why that's a turnoff for men, especially alpha males, right? Because after all, this is a male perspective show, and we talk in generalities here. Do I think that all women are the same? No. Are there exceptions to the rule? Yes. But that's what we do here, right? You've been with me long enough. This is episode six. You got to get used to the program. But for your new listeners, that's how we do it. If you want to email me, thelostart at yahoo.com. No spaces, no capitalizations, no numbers. Thelostart at yahoo.com. Thelostart at yahoo.com is the email address. (laughs) I feel like I need to be like one of those commercials on the radio where I just keep repeating the email address or that, you know how they do it where they keep repeating the phone number because we listen to it, but we don't really listen to it. And we have to hear it five times in order to get it. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel with some of you guys. So if you're wondering why I'm repeating the lost art at yahoo.com all the time is because I have people literally asking me, what is the email address again? Hey, can you send me the email address? (laughs) Are you serious? So, yeah, I'm going to be repeating the email address just a few more times, just in case we don't get it. (laughs) Yeah, unbelievable. All right, either way. Topics. So I said lists, L I T. Or L, I can spell. <laughs> L-I-S-T-S, lists. Why is that bad for women? 
Why shouldn't you do that? We're going to get into why that is. We're also going to get into, drum roll, brrr, marriage. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if you guys remember back a few episodes, I talked about maybe getting into marriage and I never got into it. And then maybe you guys were really disappointed because I didn't follow through on what I was going to say I was going to cover. Well, that's going to be addressed and that's going to be the longer segment. I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'm going to be talking about um, my viewpoint of it, my experiences of it, not that I've been married because I have it, but just what I've experienced as far as family and friends going through marriages, going through divorces, unfortunately. And... Maybe as, you know, and again, this is a male perspective show, maybe as to why men aren't, aren't wanting to get married. It's not for the reasons that you think. It's, there's, a lot more, there's a lot more to it than that. And so I'm going to get into that. And that's going to go on for a while. And so a little Mr. True Real might come, you know, I'm not going to announce Mr. True Real, but you might be able to hear it in my voice. Mr. True Real might come on and make some bold statements. Because, you know, this isn't going to be the first time that we, you know, we uh, address marriage. You know, this is going to be a topic that's going to be ever, everlasting for a while. But I do want to address that topic. We're going to address lists, you know, having high standards and all that kind of stuff. We're going to get into that and why, you know, that's a turnoff for men. So when women say, well, I'm just too picky and I have high standards and... They need to, you know, check off every one of these things on my list. Why that's bad? Because it is bad. And men, when you hear that, you need to start running for the hills. Trust me. We'll get into why. Keep listening. We'll get there. All right. So this is the beautiful part of the show where we address emails. And again, for those of you guys that already forgot what the email address is, the lost art at yahoo.com. Hit me up with your comments, your questions. Let's start a dialogue. Let's have a discussion. What are you guys thinking? I want to know. Email me. We'll figure it out. All right. So let's check this out. So let's see what's in the good old email today. And what I find in the good old email. Austin. I listened to your podcast about the alpha males and the thoughts of alpha males. I am 38 years old and have never been married or have any kids. Okay, that sounds actually pretty good. Well, I guess from a male, right? But not from a female. Anyway, let's keep, let's continue reading this. These are the things I aspire to have in my life. Well, see, there you go. (laughs) There's your woman for you. I'm out and about during the day running errands or going to church. I do not drink on a regular basis, so I rarely go out at night. I have or had a good job in the field of law and feel like everything else in life is starting to go in the right direction. However, I still have not been able to find a man. I'm a woman who believes in the traditional way of life. I believe that the man should wear the pants in a relationship. However, still showing respect to the woman. I'm an above average looking woman, but I do have a strong opinion and need an alpha male that can handle that. All right. So far, you know, not too bad. Why do I... Okay, so continue reading on. Why do I have to, and that's in bold, have to 
use social media to find a date. If alpha males exist and desire to be all that is entitled with that role, why is it the only way of meeting a man is through social media and dating websites? I want a man to ask a woman out the traditional way by seeing a woman and approaching her, as long as the woman is giving the quote-unquote go-ahead look. I get looks and honks, but yet no man has the guts to approach me. Where, where are all the alphas? I love your show. <laughs> this is classic. And, and this email is from Anita Dick. <laughs> oh, I love the fact that my listeners have a great sense of humor. That was great. Anita. Anita Dick. <laughs> Sounds like you do. All right. Well, I appreciate that. And let's talk about it. So if you've listened to my episodes from the past, I have denounced social media and dating websites completely. It's a complete waste of your time. It's a complete waste of effort. It's com- it's just a waste of just think of anything. You're wasting your money. If you have to pay for these things, I know like some sites like, uh, what is it? Match.com or what is it? What was that one that was popular for a while that's not as popular anymore? Uh, what is it? Um, I can't think of it. I draw a blank. But anyway, it had like that old guy that was like a, a professor that started the website. Um, anyway, I, I don't know. I draw a blank. Maybe I can think about it a little later. But anyway, let's just say you have dating sites you have to pay for. It's a waste of your money. It's a waste of your resources. And then going on there and having to email people and read through profiles and answer their dumb questions and yada, 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 and go through all the small talk. And then when you finally get to a date, even if they happen to you know, actually follow through with the date that you planned without ditching you, then you sit there and then you go through more questions. And it's just it's so freaking awkward. It is. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. You know, not everybody is, a, is an extrovert. A lot of people who are doing this are introverts. So if you don't, if you're not extroverted and you just can't feel comfortable in a given situation at any point in time, this is a really stressful situation that you're putting yourself in, right? You're sitting there with a complete stranger you know, for a woman, obviously, I, I could see why you feel a little bit more on edge because, you know, of the whole, you know, wanting to be safe aspect. I mean, I get that. That's why you meet in a public place. <laughs> if, you, if you're meeting somebody off of a dating website, I don't care which one it is, a website or an app. It could be Tinder, Bumble, Hinder, Tinder, Finder, whatever they have out now, Hinge. And you're meeting somebody at their residence. Um <laughs> I don't know. That's uh that's uh slim shady right there. But it's just a waste of your time and your resources. People are flaky. People have instant gratification. People have all these options. They can, you know, if someone comes along there that's better looking than you, they're gonna go for them. And they ditch you. Right? There's just so many things that can go wrong. Let's go back to square one. On, on this topic, the square one foundational rule is create organic experiences. 
What do I mean by organic experiences? Organic experiences are ones that you have whenever you're out doing an activity. I don't care what the activity is. Hiking. I don't know. Going out on the lake on a boat. Riding out in the desert somewhere. Riding out in the, in the forest somewhere on an ATV, a quad, a side-by-side. Going to church. Meeting people in your church groups. Volunteer groups. Um, joining some kind of rec league. Playing in a softball you know, adult softball league, college softball league. You know, whatever whatever the activity is, you have to you have to find ways of meeting people. And guess what? There's so many different websites you can do this on that doesn't require dating apps. Dating apps is kind of like the band-aid of the dating world. It's a quick fix, but it ain't gonna solve your problem. If you have a wound, a band-aid will, will get you to the hospital. You know, if you have some gauze and you put some pressure on it. You'll, you'll make it to the hospital. Then when you get in there, what do you, then what happens? Take the bandages off and you get stitches. Okay? Dating apps, dating websites are the bandages. Organic experiences, meetups, those are the stitches. Okay? That's what's going to get the job done. You can't be just looking for instant gratification all the time. We, we're, we have a bad habit of doing that. So you have to create it. There's a website called Meetup. Put in any subject that you can think of. Any interest that you can think of. There's a, there's a group for it. You get accepted into the group. You answer a couple of questions. The questions are, why do you want to be a part of this group? Well, if it's a hiking group, guess what? I like to hike. I have nobody to hike with. I'd like to join other people and hike with because that would be fun. And you know, if I get in any kind of danger, there's somebody there so I don't get eaten by coyotes. <laughs> you answer the question and then all of a sudden you're, you're included and then all of a sudden, boom, a whole new world opens up and you go and join a group of people that hike. And guess what? There's other people that like hiking too. So there you go. You're meeting people with, or you're meeting people with an activity that you both have similarities with. You both like hiking. You probably both like act, you know, doing outdoor activities. There's probably other interests that you have that are similar, Right? I'll use my example. I learned how I took uh, country swing lessons. I've met so many friends. I met my, you know, I met my uh, now ex-girlfriend, unfortunately. But, yeah. I've met so many friends. I've met, you know, I've gotten into a relationship with somebody all because I, I learned a skill. I got out there and I met people organically. When you meet people organically and you see them having fun or you're in a good mood, it brings the walls down. There isn't those barriers anymore. You're not asking those stupid first date questions that nobody likes. You're just doing your thing. You're doing whatever the activity is. And then all of a sudden, natural progression of conversation happens. And everybody's in a good mood. That, that, that's everything. Now, all of a sudden, you're in a way different, you're a way different situation than meeting a complete stranger that you've only seen pictures of that they probably photoshopped to make themselves look better or they filtered themselves. You show up and they look different, right? So that's how you do that. Now, 
I think the other question she was asking was, is she was asking, well, how come guys don't come up to girls anymore? Well, I'll give you guys, I'll, I'll give you a straight answer to that. It's not because they're scared of rejection or they're scared in general, or they don't want to approach you. The fact of the matter is the social climate of which we live in today doesn't promote it. Flat out. It doesn't promote a male approaching a female in public. Because what have we been told the past, I don't know, 15, 10, 15 years? That a male is scary. A male is going to be looking to take advantage of you in some way. If he's being nice to you, then there's some ulterior motive as to why he's being nice to you. Because what he really wants to do is X, Y, or Z. Some type of harm, right? That's what we've been forced on our throats for the past 10 or 15 years, which is complete BS. The other reason is, and you might think, you might laugh at this, you might think, oh, he's, he's going overboard with this, is all these lawsuits that are going on, all these false accusations of rape with no, basically, no consequence to the, to the ladies who are, who are claiming it. There's false accusations of rape all the time, and the lady doesn't get, doesn't, nothing happens. So if you approach a girl or a woman, whatever, and you approach her and you talk to her by herself, and for whatever reason, she's scared of you, she can start screaming, start yelling, start saying rape, start yelling help, and all of a sudden, (laughs) all you want to do is ask her out on a date, and now you're uh, under arrest because there was, um, you've been accused of whatever crime it is, rape, intentions to rape, uh, violence, domestic uh, disputes, um, assault and battery. I mean, this is real life shit. It just is. That's the life and times we live in. So it's not because guys are afraid to ask women out. It's because they just don't want to be arrested for it. Because some girl that maybe is just a little bit too paranoid or has maybe has just listened to popular culture a little bit too much, is afraid for no reason, and all he wanted to do is ask you out on a date. That's, that's kind of the reason why. That's, that's another major reason. Unfortunately, see, what's going to help us, ladies and gentlemen, is we have to Remember how I talked about enabling? Like the last episode, I talked about how women give you a shit test and how guys with low self-esteem that are desperate enable women to do that. Like my example was I had a girl that, you know, we never went out before or anything like that. Like we were, you know, friends, I guess. We danced together a little bit. She wanted me to come over and she wanted, for our first date, she wanted me to go over there and um, build a deck for her or with her, I should say. Build a deck in her backyard with her. That's manual labor. I ain't doing manual labor on a first date. I don't even know. I don't even know her. But why do you think that she got that impression? Well, there was some sap that thought he was going to get laid. And so she probably gave him the shit test and had him doing everything under the sun. And then nothing came of it. So she's like, wow, if I can get one guy to do this, I can get all guys to do this. And so she continues the behavior. Well, that's the example I gave you back then. Well, what I'm saying here is, is instead of flipping out 
getting defensive, you know, listen to what somebody has to say. Now, I'm not saying in a dark alleyway is some guy, you know, is approaching you at two o'clock in the morning. Now, let's keep in mind, why are you in a dark alleyway at two o'clock in the morning? That's your own bad decisions. But if that were to happen, then yeah, I'm not saying give the guy a chance. Maybe he wants to ask you out. Maybe he's a doctor or a lawyer. I mean, <laughs> I mean, let's use some common sense here, guys. But in the right situation in broad daylight or in a public setting, you know, if a guy approaches you, like, hear, hear what he has to say. What's the worst he can say? If he says something really inappropriate, turn him away. Get up and leave. Go walk away. You know, but let's not judge a book by its cover because it's a man approaching you. Like you might, you think I might, you, I can tell already, you guys think I'm overreacting. You guys think that this isn't, like there's no way that happens. Yes, it does. The dynamic of which human relations have happened in the past 10 or 15 years has dramatically changed. It has. We're meeting people online now. We're afraid to talk to each other because we're afraid that we might get accused of something or someone's going to do something bad to us. Like, let's just chill out. The world isn't as bad as what it seems. But, you know, another reason why they're not coming up and asking you, Anita, (laughs) is because they have, you know, they have Tinder, they have Bumble, they have Hinge, they have all these other apps And so frankly, they don't have to work as hard. They can just go on an app and they can say hi to somebody and not have the fear of rejection. That's another one too. I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously we live in a, you know, we still live in a society where the men still approach the women for the most part, right? Now that's kind of changed a little bit, but for the most part, that's kind of like the norm. But there's that thing, you know, know, think about it. There's some really hot guy that you want to approach and he rejects you. Like, what, how do you think that would make you feel? Well, that's what's going to the guy's head. He doesn't want to be rejected in public with people watching. That's very, uh, very embarrassing. But, you know, that's what happens when you go to bars. You know, people get the liquid courage in them and they start asking people out. Maybe you should start, you know, who says that you have to go to a bar and stay there late at night? Maybe just go for happy hour. Maybe you'll just have one drink instead of, you know, 15. Doesn't sound like she's a hard drinker, right, guys? So if there's an attractive woman out at the bar and she's sitting by herself, you know, someone's going to approach you. Like you have to, you also have to put yourself in those situations. You have to put yourself in a situation where you're open for dialogue and, you know, a nice happy hour bar is a good place to, is a good place. You know, I'd rather stick to activities. I'm a big activity guy. If you do activities, I sound like stepbrothers, right? So much room for activities. <laughs> but no, if you do activities, you're finding you're you're with people that are in their most relaxed state. They're in a happy state. They don't have their walls up. They don't have their guard up. They just want to be there. And, they just want to be there and have a good time. And that's the best scenario that you can be in as far as meeting people and getting to know people and start dating. So that's what I encourage you to do. All right. There's another one. Now this was uh, a question. Um, so it says, Austin, what do you feel about the crafty picture takers? I don't know. Let me read some more. Crafty picture takers are picture takers where they only show the top part of their body 
and nothing else in every picture. Isn't that seem a little shady to you? I had a bad experience one time. I went to meet a girl for a drink and I'm thinking that I'm meeting this very attractive woman. I get to the bar and she went from a nine to a three. Ooh, yikes. I had my friend, I called up my friend and asked him to make up a story so I could get out of there. He said that he had a flat tire. I told my date that I had to go help him out and I left. What do you think about these crafty picture takers? Signed, Ryan. Well, Ryan, it's, it's, that's what I think about it. Exactly what you described in that email is exactly what happens. The reason why people take pictures from one side or their good side or, you know, they hold their phone up and they only show their face, um, you know, and you see the cleavage and that's it. And they don't, you don't see part, rest, rest of the part of their body. It's because they're hiding something. This, there's a reason why there's certain camera angles and there isn't other camera angles. So what you just described is the re- is what happens. And that's not cool. It's not cool when a when a girl does it, it's not cool when a guy does it. When a guy says, "Hey, you know, I'm this, you know, I'm 28 years old and he's really 38 years old." Or when the guy um, you know, has a picture and it's from 10 years ago with his shirt off at the beach and now he's, you know, gained a few pounds. That ain't right either. But again, see, this is the reason why you don't do internet dating. You don't use apps. You don't use any of that stuff. It's all manipulation. It's all show. Right? In summary, guys, I'm trying to tell you, stay off the dating websites. Get out there and do something. Who wants to sit at home? If you're, you know, if you're an introvert, I, I could see why that is. But you have to get yourself out there. If you want to meet somebody, you have to form organic encounters. You have to do it. I'm telling you. If not, you're going to be sitting there for months, years on end, wondering why you can't find a great girl because you didn't go out and you didn't put any effort into it. You have to put some effort into bettering yourself. When you better yourself, people will be more attracted to you. Remember how I talked about you have to be your 100% true self? You have to be happy with yourself, be truly confident in yourself before other people can find that same characteristic in you. Well, that's what it is. If you don't have a, a way of meeting people organically, you have, to, you have to force yourself. You have to make yourself do it. You have to. If you don't, then you're going to be regulated to the same people. And it's always the same girls, right, guys? You, you, you get on there. If you're a part of one dating website or app, You've seen them all. They're all on the same ones. You're like, oh, that's the girl that I saw on Bumble. Oh, that's the girl I saw on Hinge. Oh, that's the girl I saw on uh, on Tinder. Right? They're all they're all on every website. So you're not getting any variety. You're just seeing them in a different application. That's it. Go out there, guys, and be some alphas and go and pick an activity, you know, mountain biking. I don't care what it is. Bowling, archery, <laughs> clay, you know, underwater basket weaving. I don't care what it is. Go out and find something and start meeting some girls organically. You can read them a whole lot better than you can from a website in a, in a description. Anybody can lie on, on a description. Nobody can lie when you're face-to-face with them. Nobody can lie on their mannerisms, their attitudes, 
That's all things that you can gain from whenever you meet people in person. So do that. All right. Well, that was the email segment. Thank you guys so much for the emails. I'm getting a lot more. So it seems like the girls are getting a little bit more of an edge than the guys are. Guys are kind of slacking, all right? So come on, alphas, let's go. I know you guys got questions. Don't be lazy. I know email isn't exactly the most, you know, technological, advanced thing in the world, but that's where we're at right now, okay? When I can get the show with more listeners, here's, here's my promotion. Here's, here's my pitch to all you guys. Once I can get you guys to start promoting this show, and referring it to your friends, and I get more listeners, then guess what I can do? I can start getting really fancy. I can have people calling in. We can have live conversations. You know, this could actually turn into something big, but if you guys don't tell anybody about it, you know, it's still going to be here. We're still going to be having to do the email thing. I don't mind doing the email thing. I like it. But if you want to get a little bit more, you know, if you're a little more shake and bake in the show, you know, I can have you guys call in, we can have a lot of really good stuff going on. But, you know, we're just not there yet, but we're getting there. I'm getting more listeners, but I need you guys to be my street team. And what I mean by that is, is I need you guys promoting. I need you guys referencing. Hey, listen to this podcast. It's pretty good. That's what I need you guys to do. But thank you guys for the emails. I appreciate it. Some good topics there. And what we'll do is we'll go ahead and end the segment on that note. Please stick around for some great content. When we come back, we're going to talk about women and their lists, L-I-S-T-S, lists, and why that's detrimental to them, why we as alpha males are um, not turned on by that, we're turned off by that, and why that's a red flag. So stick around for more here on The Lost Art. Welcome back, guys. Thank you again, as always, for being a part of The Lost Art. Um, Again, thank you for the support. You can always go to thelostart at yahoo.com and write in your questions, your comments, uh, anything that's going on. I'd love to hear from you. Love to be able to have a dialogue back and forth. You know, obviously, uh, we can't do that live on air as of right now, but at least we can get some topics going by emails that you send me. So I encourage you to do that. Makes the show a little bit more exciting. So just want to go ahead and say that again. That's the lost art at yahoo.com. The lost art at yahoo.com. So I wanted to discuss this issue that comes up with women and men, but more more so women, because that's what I've experienced. And of course, this is a male perspective show. And again, as I always say every show, and I'm going to continue to say it every show, because people forget, they don't pay attention, what have you. This is a male perspective show. I'm going to speak in generalities. Not everything that I say is law. It's my experience. It's my opinion. It's what I know. Are there exceptions to the rule? Yes. Is the exception you? I don't know. Don't know you. I'm just speaking to a wide variety of people. 
whether that be male or female. There are females that listen to this show. So if you are a female, you know, when you listen to this show, just keep in mind that I'm not thinking that every woman is like what I'm describing. I'm just describing the female population, uh, I would say maybe from 21 to 40 in you know a general way, what I've experienced, what my friends have experienced, what I see out at social gatherings, in relationships, in my relationships, in my dating experiences, in my friends' dating experiences, in people's dating experiences. All the stuff that I'm getting is from what I observe and what I've experienced. And so usually, if I've experienced it, then others have experienced it for the most part. Now, are there going to be some exceptions? Of course. But I just want to make sure that I'm covering all my bases so we don't get the wrong idea that, you know, I think that women are a certain way and I think men are flawless or whatever you think in your head. (laughs) I definitely don't think that men are flawless. I mean, we definitely have our faults too, but... You know, again, this is a male perspective. <laughs> Can't even speak. This is a male perspective show, so you're going to get a male's perspective on women. All right. With that being said, the thing I want to address here is I want to address women with "quote unquote" high expectations. Women that have lists, and that's a problem, and that's a big hindrance on relationships with guys they're dating, current boyfriends, fiancés, and husbands. The reason why this topic has come up is because, you know, I see it all the time. I see it on, especially on social media. You know, we've gotten very, very liberal with our social media posts. All of a sudden, people are bearing all, and you get to see what they're thinking and feeling at any certain part of the day. So... I saw a post recently and it just was like, oh, yep, this is, you know, the prototypical woman saying that, you know, she has high expectations and she's not ever going to settle. And I don't, you know, the first thing that I want to address here is that, you know, I think everybody should have high expectations for themselves. I think everyone should have, you know, they obviously know themselves, so they know what they're willing to deal with and what they're not willing to deal with. You know, what are some deal breakers What are some things that you truly value in somebody? I mean, obviously, you know, if you guys haven't learned about the uh, love languages, some girl is going to introduce you to that because that's all they talk about is love languages, right? (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever read the book. The book has been around forever, but it's funny. Like there's, there's women nowadays that think this is like big, this is some big revolutionary discovery that they found and they're the only person that's ever read this book. (laughs) Oh, but you know, there's some truth to it. But anyway, these love languages. Anyway, (laughs) I'm sorry. It's just, it's, it's just funny to me. But when it comes to expectations and having, you know, a detailed list, that can be a bit of a hindrance. And there's a difference between the two. And I want to kind of point that out. So guys, I mean, you, you know, you see this too, I'm sure, you know, you, you, you see, or you talk to girls or women that say, well, the reason why I'm single all the time is because I just have high expectations. I'm too picky. 
And why shouldn't I be picky? I, you know, I believe that I'm a quality person, I'm a quality woman, and I'm going to not settle for somebody that's doesn't have the same uh, opinions as I do, or the same values as I do, or this or that. And, you know, that's a big turnoff, ladies. And the reason why it's a big turnoff is because all of a sudden you've put yourself on this pedestal, whether that's consciously or subconsciously, and that's just a huge turnoff for guys, you know, and, you know, in some of my earlier podcasts, we talked about, you know, the radical feminist movement. We've talked about popular culture and basically popular culture telling us that, you know, being a man or having qualities of a man or, you know, a traditional man is wrong and we shouldn't do that. And I denounced that whole thing. But, you know, we talked about gender roles and all that kind of stuff. And so when you when you have a woman that starts talking about, you know, well, I, I'm not going to settle, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that. You know, where that, where that comes from is, you know, she got burned in the past and so now she's putting a wall up. And so no guy is ever going to meet these expectations or these, all these things on her list because something happened. And so, ladies, what that does is, is that's, you know, for any kind of an alpha man with any type of confidence, that's just, that shuts us right down. Because right there, you're telling us before we even date, before we even do a single thing with you, that we're not going to meet the expectations that you have, whether that's attainable or unattainable. So we're just not going to pursue you, plain and simple. If, I mean, why would you do that? Why would you, you know, if you have a red light, why would you just go through it? You know, we, I'd like to think that the listeners here obeys all traffic laws and don't put other people in danger and stops at a red light, but, you know, There's some dum-dums out there that cause accidents. Well, if she's saying you're not ever going to meet these expectations and I'm very picky, then what you're essentially doing is you're throwing up a red light. And if we move forward, then all we're going to do is get into a, you know, a metaphorical crash where whatever we do is never going to be good enough. You know, there's going to be all these obstacles that you're putting up. And, you know, it's not attractive. It's detrimental to you meeting a man that's, that could turn out to be good. You know, as much as you women say that men are, you know, men are dogs and this and that, there's a lot of women out there that, you know, frankly, aren't good either. But what you're doing is, is like, like I've been saying, you've been, you're putting a wall up. You can't let anybody in. And it's because you got burned or something happened. You know, not every guy is the same. Just like you women say, you know, we're not all the same either. It's, we're not all like that. Well, same can be said for men. Not all men are like that. You just have to find somebody that's on the same page as you, that has the same goals as you. You know, you're looking to do the same things. And what I mean to get in a little more detail is... Do you want to be married? Yes or no. Do you want to have kids? Yes or no. Those things have to match. Another important topic that comes up is religion. I'm, I'm not going to go into religion. That's not what the show is about. But it, you know what's funny to me is that people disregard that. And that's a huge part 
of relationships and whether or not you get along is your idealistic values and your morals. So if your morals are all messed up, meaning that you guys have different types of morals because you have different types of beliefs because you were raised a certain way and you believe a certain religion, it's not going to work. I mean, I hate to break it to you. And there's people out there probably saying, well, we can, you know, we can make it work. True love, you know, goes above all and all that stuff. Well, that's idealistic BS. If you don't have the same morals, values, you know, it's, it's not going to work. There's going to be clashes. There's going to be disagreements on how to raise kids if you guys decide to have kids. How you approach a relationship. You know, how a Christian approaches a relationship is a little bit different than a Buddhist or a Muslim or, you know, Taoism or an atheist. You're going to approach things differently. And if you're not on the same page with that, that's a huge problem. So, you know, if you don't, you know, if you hear about people that are in relationships and they have different religions, you know, tell me how that goes long term. It's tough. It's extremely tough. A lot of people that I know that have been either in relationships or marriages that have different religions have wound up breaking up or getting a divorce. That's huge. It's monumental. That's a foundation. But moving on, you know, with these unrealistic expectations, you know, if you have a girl that has a list of all these things, you know, he has to be over six foot tall and he has to earn this amount of money and he has to live in this part of town and he has to uh, have this type of job. I mean, you're, not, you're really limiting yourself on who it is that you can end up being with. Maybe the person that you end up being with isn't any of those things. And then it turns into, well, are you really looking for an intimate, loving relationship? Or are you looking to just fill out an application and get somebody that meets all these things and the interaction doesn't mean anything to you? Which happens. You know, you have to be, again, you know, I mentioned this last episode, you have to be honest with yourself. You know, because it's, what's funny, guys, and you can probably agree with me on this, women say it's all about love, but then they have all these things, this list that they have, that ain't about love anymore. It's about what you do. How much do you make? Where do you live? All of a sudden, that love turned into dollar signs, didn't it? All of a sudden, you know, materialistic things that they didn't care about before became materialistic because they care about how big of a house they can get based off of what you do and what, what they do and combined incomes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that happens. You know, I think it's kind of hypocritical for women, you know, and this seems to be a female-dominated topic. You know, they're the ones that scream out, you know, it's all we need is love and everything else doesn't matter as long as you have love. Well, how come you're making these lists up that these guys can't, you know, they can't, you know, adhere to? They can't meet. Oh, yeah. 
I forgot. It really isn't about that, is it? Yeah. So, you know, that's what we see, ladies. Like, you know, what I've learned, in, you know, over the past couple of years is you really do have to watch what you post because sometimes you may be giving off the wrong impression. And I had to learn some lessons myself. I'm not going to sit here and say that I've never done that because I have. But I've also learned from those mistakes. But whenever you put out personal stuff like that and you put out, you know, memes that talk about how a woman is a queen and she has to have all these expectations met, you know, that's not reality, guys and girls. What that is is just a bunch of BS that someone made up to get a bunch of likes, have people agree with. You know, it's not real life. You know, you have to accept somebody for who they are, period. If you can't accept them, then they're not the right person for you. And that's okay. You know, if, if you're righteous about your actions and the person that you're with, you know, just doesn't meet certain needs. And I'm not talking about needs that you have, you know, written down in your diary or on your iPhone or whatever. I'm just talking about just, you know, essential needs, you know, I mean, your love languages and that kind of stuff. If it's righteous, I understand. Okay, fine. It didn't work out. You found, you know, you found out about it, you move on. But if it's not righteous and you're just trying to fill out an application, you're just trying to find a guy that's, you know, weighs, you know, (laughs) is six foot one, weighs 210 pounds, has a six pack, is a doctor, lives in a rich part of the town that you live in or city you live in, drives a certain type of car, you know, that's not really what I would say is love, wouldn't you think? That's a little bit more shallow and materialistic. You know, now if the guy that you fall in love with, I guess, you know, if I, well, you know, we'll just talk in hypothetical situations. Let's say you fall in love with a guy and he has all those things, but those weren't on, on your list. Then you're on, the, you're on the right track. But if the first thing on your list to fall in love with somebody is they have to have a certain job, they have to have a certain income, they have to be a certain height, a certain weight, live in a certain part of town, drive a certain car, then that's not righteous. And that's why you see a lot of divorces. is because women look at those things and think that that's what's going to make them happy Then they get into the marriage and they realize that he's not all what you thought he was. Then the real problems come. Then all of a sudden he doesn't appreciate you anymore. Well, no, it's not that he doesn't appreciate you anymore. It just means that you guys weren't really really compatible to begin with. And you were looking at all of the... You know, you were looking past the red flags and just looking at what he is on a, you know, on your little list, right? You weren't looking at the things that truly matter. So, you know, you have to be realistic about what you want. If you really want love, it's not forced, it's not sped up, the timing's right. You know, he has qualities that go beyond his bank account, goes beyond what he does for work. 
you know, it's actual personal characteristics that mesh with yours. So you have to be careful about that. And, you know, with these lists that you make and these expectations, I mean, I don't know where you get them from, you know, a lot of women seem to like Disney and they, you know, like the idea of the prince saving them and taking them off to their big castle and living, ha you know, living happily ever after. You know, that's, that's a movie. It's a fantasy. But at a young age, that's imprinted in you. And I kind of understand a little bit about this, you know, the psychology of that. But, you know, you're adults now, like grow up, you know, women that still watch Disney movies. Uh, I don't know. That's a little, I mean, I understand if you want to watch a Disney movie here and there for the nostalgia, that's fine. But there's literally grown women that are watching these Disney movies like literally like every week. I like to, you know, men stay away from them because they're going to have the princess syndrome, the Cinderella syndrome. They want to be saved. Nope. This is reality. Get with the program. Get your priorities straight. But yeah, if you ever see that man, just stay away from her. She's just not in a good place. And women, you know, you have to, you have to truly sit down and think what's most important to you. If he didn't make a dime, not because he's a loser, I'm just saying, you know, kind of, you know, just hypothetically, Let's say he doesn't make as much as you, but he's a good person. Then, you know, I take a look at that. Now, I do have my opinions about that, too. I don't think that a lot of relationships work when the female makes more money than the male. And like I said last episode, I don't have any problem with women getting ahead in life and making an amazing salary, making, you know, six figures, making millions of dollars, being CEOs, running stuff. I mean, if they're the most qualified and... You know, they have the credentials and they have the experience. Absolutely. I believe, I totally believe in that. So I'm not saying that it's, I'm not coming at it from that chauvinistic standpoint that you think I am. What I'm saying is, is that the dynamic of a relationship needs to be where the man has some type of power because women look to that. Women, you know, as far as, as, as nature's concerned, it goes against nature. If the female's making all the financial decisions and she makes all and she makes the most money, then it's not really going to work. But you know that's another topic for another discussion. But we're going to get into more of that because that's a good topic to discuss. And I actually spoke about this topic to a friend of mine, and it got really interesting. But you know, going back on our topic here that we're talking about now, you know, these unrealistic expectations that these women have are unbelievable. You know, these lists. You know, if you're making lists, ladies, stop doing that. Because then nobody's ever going to be good enough. No man's ever going to reach those insanely high expectations. And like I said, the reason I think women do that is to keep men away inadvertently. You know, they date because they want to date, but they don't want to get, they don't want the guy getting too close. So they say that they're picky. So that way they can get rid of them. They can use that as an excuse. Well, he didn't fit my list. So I had to get rid of him. No, you're just 
insecure about something or you got burned really bad. You know, there's other ways to deal with that other than, you know, making a list that no one's ever going to reach. Now, if you have, again, the difference between making a list and having high expectations and having expectations are two different things. The difference is one's righteous, one isn't. One's protecting yourself, one's putting up walls, one comes from a place of insecurity, the other comes with knowing yourself, knowing what you want, and finding it and being patient. You have to be patient. Just because you want, you know, Mr. Right, or you want the perfect girl to come into your life when you want it to isn't going to happen. You just have to be patient. So that's what I had to say about that. So stop making lists. Be righteous in what you're doing. Have expectations, have values. Yes, of course. But don't make these lists and have these expectations with the sole purpose of keeping people at an arm's length. All right. So that ends the segment. Again, I appreciate you guys for joining me here on The Lost Art. As always, you can send me emails, thelostart at yahoo.com. And I'd love to answer them. Stick around for more great content discussions here on Lost Art. What up, guys? It's your man, Austin, back again with another segment here on The Lost Art. Again, please write in at thelostart at yahoo.com. That is, again, thelostart at yahoo.com. So I'm going to go ahead and take on this topic. And I'm going to take on this topic because I've talked about it. I've mentioned it. And I've said in the past that I've wanted to discuss it. And so what is it that I'm talking about? Well, the subject that I'm talking about is marriage. Now, I've never been married. I don't have any kids. I'm 39 years old. And obviously, that is a conscious decision that I have made for myself. And... I've given a lot, I've been given a lot of flack about it. And that flack comes from people that are married, friends that are married, family members that have been married, um, lots of different angles. And, you know, I explain my stance on it and it's like they can't believe it. It's like I'm speaking in Japanese to them and... I just I think it's a really interesting topic because whenever I whenever I what I've experienced about marriage and what I've experienced about marriage in this this country, the United States, compared to a lot of other countries, is that women view marriage and relationships differently in each part of the world. And that's a culture thing. But Western women 
for those of you guys who don't understand the term Western women, Western women means women from the West. And so what that means is women from the United States. You know, in, in I guess if you want to say Canada and Mexico and that kind of stuff. I mean, basically, you know, the Far East is Japan, China, those countries. You know, Asia as a continent. But when we're talking about the West, we're talking about, you know, North America, South America, Canada. You know, that's that's what we're talking about. So if you guys were kind of lost there, it's okay. Western women is referred, you know, it's being basically referred to as women growing up in a Western civilization like the United States. So marriage over time, especially in the Western part of the world, you know, AKA the United States has changed over time, you know, for the most part and not in a positive way for, for males. And so I wanted to get into this topic because I think it's, like I said, I think it's an interesting topic and I haven't really addressed marriage. I'm not going to address marriage in a way that you think. Like, I'm not going to obviously speak about marriage from experience because I don't have any experience in it. Frankly, I don't think I want to. And I'm going to get into why. But... I'm approaching this more from an analytical standpoint and explain why a lot more men like me aren't really going in, you know, look at marriage as a very positive thing. And is that sad? Yeah, I think it's sad in a way, but you also have to take a look at it, not from the past, but where it is now presently. And presently, it's not a agreement or something that really benefits males. And you're thinking, well, what do you mean it doesn't benefit males? Well, whenever you're talking about getting into a marriage, obviously you're talking about going into a legally binding contract. That's the first thing, right? You get married, then where do you go? You go to the courthouse and you get the government involved, right? And then when you get the government involved, all of a sudden, all these things start to come into play. And when we talk about courts and we're talking about marriage law, none of it favors the male in any state. And that's the facts. You know, there's been books that have been written on it. I want to rent. I I do want to reference a book that I think is really interesting. And I've recommended this book to obviously a lot of my male friends, but I've also recommended this book to female friends because it's kind of like you're, you're peeling back, you know, you're, you're basically taking the blinders off their eyes and you're, you're giving them a whole new perspective on something that they thought that they knew about. And so I want to read this excerpt from the preview. And so the book is called Men on Strike. Why Men Are Boycotting Marriage, Fatherhood, and the American Dream, and Why It Matters. And so it's written by, listen to this, Helen Smith, PhD. Now, if you think that Helen Smith, PhD, is some old maid, some old, you know, bitter female that never got married, oh, you have a lot to learn. 
she is married. There's a picture up on her and she's by all you know accounts and purposes attractive. So you're getting a obviously an educated, attractive married woman discussing this. This isn't a male written book. Sounds like it is, right? But what's so interesting is that it's written by a married female and she's discussing why men are ditching this and they're acting rationally. So let me give you an excerpt of this and tell me if this sounds like an interesting read to you. So it says, American society has become anti-male. Men are sensing the backlash and are consciously and unconsciously going quote unquote on strike. They are dropping out of college, leaving the workforce and avoiding marriage and fatherhood at alarming rates. The trend is so pronounced that a number of books have been written about this quote-unquote man-child phenomenon, concluding that men have taken a vacation from responsibility simply because they can. But why should men participate in a system that seems to be increasingly stacked against them? As Men on Strike demonstrates, men aren't dropping out because they are stuck in arrested development. They are instead Instead, acting rationally in response to the lack of incentives society offers them to be responsible fathers, husbands, and providers. In addition, men going on strike, either consciously or unconsciously, because they do not want to be injured by the myriad of laws, attitudes, and hostility against them for the crime of happening to be male in the 21st century. Men are starting to fight back against the backlash. Men on Strike explains their battle cry. So, you know, that's kind of what we're, you know, we got into a little bit about that. You know, I gave you guys some examples in popular culture about how the media is portraying males in a negative light, you know, through those um, ridiculous, you know, Gillette ads, you know, on the television. Um, You know, I gave you some, some more examples of that. But, you know, what I found interesting was, look at this. I, I want to read you guys some, some comments about this book, about people who have read it. And so, you know, I happen to agree with it. If you look at it, I'll give you guys uh, one. One said, Hel- Helen nails it. Men are cashing in their chips and leaving the casino of love and marriage because the game is so rigged against them. There's no use playing. Women should read this to find out where all the quote-unquote good men have gone. That's interesting. We talked about that, right? Where have all the quote-unquote good men have gone? So ladies, if you're wondering, this book might be a good read for you. What's another one? Here's one that's kind of long. I won't read any more, but this one's actually really good. And I want you guys to kind of sit back and marinate on this for a second. So it starts out, I found myself nodding and nodding and nodding again throughout this book. We're an interesting era of history for male and female relations. Men like myself in our mid thirties are at a tough crossroads. More than ever, we are unmarried and trying to figure out if we want to be. Our fathers predominantly married in their young 20s and are still married. Isn't that what we were supposed to do? Is something wrong with us? The pressure from societal norms and from females to get married is extraordinarily intense. We get badgered for not wanting to grow up, not wanting to be responsible, and being suspected of homosexuality. 
but that's not really it at all. Having a wife and children sounds like a real joy with the right woman and the right societal structure. But what women have changed since our father's era and the laws, aka structure, have become screechingly anti-male. We hear nonstop about quote-unquote war on women and rape culture and not equal pay scales and so forth. What did I do wrong? I have never raped anyone, have never treated female work workers and co-workers poorly, yet even the women we try to date believe in this claptrap. Why would I want to enter a legally binding arrangement with someone who quote-unquote loves me but hates men as a whole? Oh, and that law, divorce law, it doesn't matter what you state or it doesn't matter what state you live in in this country. Entering a marriage at this point is like playing at any casino. The house wins. Any male you may... Oh, I'm sorry. As a male, you may be in the very best, in the very best case, have a home where the woman spends all your money and you are confined to the cellar attic. You have a greater than 50% chance of being divorced for no fault reason whatsoever and have over half of your assets scarfed away along with several years of your future earnings for the children slash alimony. What kind of thinking man will spin the wheel on those odds? And yet many of the male friends, or I'm sorry, and yet many of my male friends continue to get married, but it's rare that they do it because they want to. And by at large, they get bullied and harassed by their girlfriends and families to do so. Hmm. That's really interesting because we've talked about this. I'll continue. It's a sad state of affairs. Men want children, so some roll the dice and a majority get burned for life. It doesn't have to be like this. But despite the author's call to action, it's not going to happen. It's too hard to vocally fight back and get screamed down for being a sexist, woman-hating, misogynistic, whatever. The alternative? Go on strike. Drop your sword and your shield and just walk off the battlefield. And so, my male generation will either A, get bullied into marriage or B, go on strike and accept a peaceful life of hobbies, beers, and stable assets. It's not just the divorced men who are doing this. It's never been married men like me with a great education, great job, and a mortgage who don't want to see it all destroyed. There are no shortage of females for us to date in big cities like New York City, Chicago, Washington, D.C., L.A., etc. In fact, available women have never been more plentiful. But why take a risk? I would have given this book five stars, but darn it. <laughs> I like how he says it. Darn it. This should have been a longer book and had more in-depth research. It's a narrative that needs to be blared from the mountaintops. I hope to see a sequel to this book. Wow. And there's tons and tons of more, you know, reviews that kind of sing the same song. I'm not going to read this one, but it says, this book is excellent. If you are interested in real sexual equality, you should read this. One says men are screwed, but maybe helped with this book. So, well, one more. Critical reading for all men. Feminazi laws, divorce rape, false allegations, precursor to, to MGTOW, better known as MGTOW which is men going their own way. And that's something I'm going to get into um, a little bit more on this show, but obviously I'm not going to do it now. I'll mention it a little bit here, but you know, we'll talk about why, you know, what this is and what this movement's all about. So anyway, this is one of many books that is written about why men are not wanting to get married, why men don't want to have kids, 
And it's not because we're running away from responsibility. It's because, like that one guy said in one of his reviews, the chips are stacked against us, the house always wins. The thing that I want you guys to take out of this is, well, a couple things. The first thing is, is that if you want to truly get married, and I'm talking to the men here, I am not saying that you shouldn't, okay? What I'm saying is, is that you also need to consider what it is that you're doing. You need to take, I mean, it's, I know it's really tough. It's really tough to take the emotional characteristic and factors out of it because it is. It's an emotional decision. You're in love with somebody. You want to spend the rest of your life together with them. I, I understand that. But at the same token, you have to understand financially, legally, what the ramifications are of this decision is. And let me tell you, if this doesn't work out, the odds are not in your favor. The odds are stacked against you. All those things are correct. You can look at any marriage law. Marriage law is stacked against the male. Completely. So, the person that you feel that you're going to be stuck, you know, that you're going to be not stuck with, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) The person, the female that you love, that you want to spend the rest of your life together with, could possibly go away. You could possibly get divorced. Those statistics are high. But, the, the answer, the, the question that I'm asking you is, is, you know, do you have to get married? Why not have a ceremony where you can give each other rings, you know, stating your, um, your commitment and not get, not go to the courthouse. Now I understand, you know, I'm not oblivious to the fact that there are tax incentives to being married. There are financial things to being married. I understand that. But is it worth it to take on those few benefits when the odds are stacked against you legally? Divorce law, pro-woman, child support alimony seems to be going to the women because the men make, you know, they make more. You know, these are things that you have to think about. And I understand, oh, it's not going to happen to me, right? Well, it's happened to a lot of people. Unfortunately, my experience with marriage, you know, I don't have personal experience with marriage, but I have family members. I have friends. Let me tell you guys, if I sat down and I did the math and I found out what the percentages were on the friends and families or the friends and family members of mine, that have been still in, you know, great marriages as opposed to divorces, the scales are completely in favor of divorces. And it's not even close. If I had to guess, I would say 90-10. And that's not even an exaggeration. Now, of course, I say it all the time. Are there exceptions to the rule? Absolutely. Do my experiences match everybody's experiences? No. 
But all the, all the statistics and the facts when it comes to marriage, law, and divorces, they are what they are. This show is about facts and figures. It's not about your feelings and emotions. It is what it is. So why do it? Well, you know, we talked about this a little bit. You know, in, in me reading all these excerpts and these reviews and, you know, the preview to the book, you know, men are pretty much bullied into it. It's a shit or get off the pot situation, as uh, Patrice O'Neill said, right? So when you're given an ultimatum, do you want to lose this girl? You know, that it's not fair for them to do that. I understand why they do it, but it's not fair. Marriage isn't, shouldn't be an ultimatum. If it's an ultimatum, then why are you doing it? It's just a bad business decision. If you look at it from an economical standpoint, if you were to go into business with somebody, and let's say just, just for, I don't know, I saw an advertisement for Crumble Cookies uh, today. Crumble Cookies are amazing, right? They're really damn good. <laughs> let's say we open a Crumble Cookies franchise. Me and a female business partner. And the female business partner comes to me and says, you know what, we're going to go ahead and we're going to enter this business, or we're going to enter in this part business agreement, this partnership agreement, and we're going to invest the same amount of money. We're actually, you know what, you're going to invest a little bit more. Uh, so we're going to say it's about 60-40. And um, if things don't work out, we go under whatever, then I'm going to take half the assets. <laughs> whoa, 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 What? You're telling me I have to invest more, but I you get more you get more of the assets. Uh, excuse me. Oh yeah, by the way, um, I'm also gonna get the naming rights, and I'm going to also take all the equipment, and I have rights to that. And what else am I gonna take? Oh, the sign out front, and yeah, I'm gonna take all that stuff. And um, yeah, you'll just get you know. You'll get, you'll get your share, whatever that share is, 50%. Uh, I don't think anybody would enter in that business agreement. It's a bad business, right? Now, the way crumble cookies are, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how crumble cookies would go out of business. I mean, I don't, even with the COVID-19, they're still, you know, they're still open. But let's just say that happened, right? Bad decision. Who would do that? Nobody. That was a smart business person. So why are you doing that with your lives? It doesn't make any sense. You know? I mean, if you have to be if you have to be given an ultimatum to do something that you don't want that you frankly don't really know if you want to do just so you can keep somebody in their life, that's not the right person for you. You know, maybe you just need to break it off. But that's what they get you, right? You're emotionally invested. All of a sudden, you now can't live without them. And so they set that ultimatum because if that's if that happens, then you're gone. Or they're gone, I should say. Yeah. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But here's the thing. I don't know. To me... It's, it's a little bit, it's a little bit more cut and dry for me. And here's how I'm going to explain this. How it's cut and dry for me is, is that unfortunately, unfortunately, 
I've seen, I've seen what true heartbreak looks like. I've seen it with family members. I've seen it with friends. It's literally like you just, you hurt. I mean, you could just feel their pain. It, they just hurt so bad. They're devastated. And not, not only are they feeling that way, you know, you just have that, that you, you get like a, like, like your stomach hurts and like your chest hurts, like everything hurts. So not only, not only are you getting this feeling, but then it's time to go to court. Then assets get divided up. Assets that she didn't even have before you got into the marriage. Oh, she gets 50% of that. Your hard earned work. Oh, all the child, uh, you know, divorce laws are in her favor. So they're going to live at her house for the most part. Right? You have to deal with that. No, thank you. No, thank you. I'm sorry. I mean, your, maybe your experiences are a little bit more positive. Maybe you have been, maybe you're, the scales in your life have tipped in, in the favor of, you know, marriage is a good thing. But I don't know. From all of the suffering and pain that I've seen in my life, whether that's my family or my friends, it's just, to me, it's not worth it. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, he's just, he's scared. He's paranoid. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to go out and take a chance. Well, here's my, here's my viewpoint on that. Why take the chance? Why gamble? I don't even like to gamble in real life. I'm not much of a gambler anyway. I play, I don't know, I play Texas Hold'em, like $20 buy-ins. But it's not like I go to Vegas, sit down at the, uh, you know, at the MGM or something, put down a year's worth of salary and bet on black. I mean, no. I'm not doing that. I don't know. I just, wh- why are you going to take a risk? that this may or may work out when the statistics are, are the statistics show that the odds are against you. Then whenever it doesn't work out, then you have to pay the price in court because all of the laws, the divorce law, the child um, custody laws are all in favor of the female. Where's the incentive for the man to do this? There isn't any. There isn't any. It all benefits the women. So women go into the marriage, they don't really have anything to lose. They have everything to gain because the laws are put that way. And then here's what, and here's what I've heard over the past. Well, if that were to happen, I wouldn't do that to you. I wouldn't do that to you. Oh yeah, really? Well, I have some family members and friends that can talk about, you know, when their wives said that or their fiance said that, then they got into a divorce and all of a sudden that tune changes, doesn't it? Well, I changed my mind. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. I don't know, guys. I just don't see a benefit in today's day and age to marriage. And then remember how we talked about... Um, what were we talking about? <laughs> we talk about so much stuff on this show. 
what was I trying to get to? Oh, yeah. What I was trying to get to was, you know, we live in an age where it is everything now. Instant gratification, right? We have websites, aka Ashley Madison, that are designed for people to cheat on each other. We can get divorced for $200 online. Now, tell me if that's a society that promotes marriage. I'll wait. Not really. In fact, not at all. So, let's review. Divorce law against males. Child custody laws against males. Assets. 50-50, so against males. Even if she didn't earn it. Uh, we have dating apps, you know, that's against, well, everybody, but you know, for the sake of this argument against males, because she can go and she can find a guy on Tinder, Bumble, what have you in a matter of minutes. We have sites like Ashley Madison that promote adultery. I mean, the statistics, you know, everyone says, you know, it's 50% of marriages. It's a little bit higher from what I understand. Um... Some people argue that it's lower. Well, the reason why it's lower is because less people are getting married, so there's fewer divorces. So that's a skewed statistic, in my opinion. I mean, you know, we have society that, you know, is against, you know, alpha males. We have a society that's, you know, being a heterosexual male, there's something wrong with that. That's being looked upon. That's being frowned upon. I mean, the whole environment in which we live in doesn't promote marriage. So why are you going to go and take that risk of it happening? Because you feel good about person. You know, I understand you're in the heart with somebody, you know, emotions get involved. It's a lot more complicated than that. But here's the thing. You can still be together. You can still be committed. You can still not cheat on each other. You can still have a ceremony. Here's, well, here's what's funny here. Why don't we do this? Why don't we have a ceremony? You can invite your family and friends, whatever. You can keep it as big or small as you want. You can have rings just like, you know, in a regular marriage ceremony that, you know, symbolize your commitment to one another. You go through with it, but guess what? You don't go to the courthouse. Oh, all of a sudden it's just, you know, it's not about, well, it's, it's, but we gotta, we gotta make sure it's legal. Why do you want to get the government involved? I thought it was all about love, right? What about this love stuff that they want to push on us? It's about love. I love you. Oh, but here, sign this document that says that I have to give you 50% of my assets, assets that you haven't earned, the ones that I've earned, on top of divorce law going in your favor and child custody going in your favor. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. It's about love at that point, right? They're protecting themselves, aren't they, gentlemen? But whenever we want to protect ourselves with a prenup, all of a sudden, then it goes back to the love, right? Then, you know, we do a 180. Oh, well, I thought you loved me. I thought you trusted me. This prenup is basically saying that you don't trust me. You're going to think that you're going to think that we're going to get a divorce. Why do you think we're going to get a divorce? We just got married. Yada, 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 yada. Sorry. We have to protect ourselves, too. But that's not okay, right? That's not cool if we do that. But with you, whenever you want to put the ring on your finger and then rush over to the courthouse, you're protecting yourself, aren't you? 
Yeah, that's exactly what that is. So why are you getting at us for, you know, why are you getting mad at us whenever we want to do a prenup? Hmm. Because then all of a sudden it isn't in your favor anymore, is it? Yeah. See, I'm not coming at this topic, you know, out of bitterness because I've never been married but, you know, the thing that I the thing that I kind of get heated on is when we talk about being equal, it's, it's not truly quality, is it? The women want what's in favor for them. And that's great. But then when it's time for the males, for us to get, you know, equality to where we, we can protect ourselves and our assets and everything that we've earned, then they get a little irritated. Then they claim, well, I thought you loved me. I thought you trusted me. That's not fair. It's not fair at all. <coughs> I want to be fair as much as the next person. But when you tell me it's wrong for me to want a prenup or to get married or have a ceremony but not make it legal, then you're basically telling me that you don't care about what happens to me if, if this doesn't work out. But it's not... But. For you, right? It's that's never gonna happen, right? I use that with big quotations and a lot of sarcasm. Well, another viewpoint that I have on this subject is 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 this. You know, here's whether you want to admit this or not, this is the truth. And I'm gonna shoot you guys straight on this one. <clears throat> Let me give you, I'm gonna make this simple. Guys, I'm talking to you. If you have never seen a episode of the hit TV show Entourage on HBO, do yourselves a favor right now after you get done with this podcast, go get Amazon Prime, sit down and watch every episode and every season of Entourage. After you're done, tell me that that's not the lifestyle you would die for. Right? For those of you guys who have seen it, I bet you have a big smile on your face and nod in your head, right? You're hanging out with your homies. You're living in a huge mansion together. You're throwing parties. Money isn't an issue because your friend or you yourself is a movie star and he gives you an allowance out of the goodness of his heart and then he allows you to go and invest in other businesses and you have a crap ton of fun. You're living in L.A., you're dating movie stars. You're hanging out with hot chicks all the time. Right? That's that's the dream of a man. When a man, whenever he's growing up and he turns 18 and he gets into college, from that point on, that's 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 the goal. That's the dream. That's the dream. That's what every male would want to have, with the exception of a few, right? Again, let me rewind it. I'll say it again. I'm talking in generalities. Are there exceptions to the rule? Absolutely. But here on this subject, I'm telling you, most men would love to have that lifestyle and they could care less if they got married, if they lived that lifestyle and lived that life. That TV show is a perfect example of what men, what they would love to achieve, what their perfect life would be like. Okay? Picture that. Ladies. What's the, what's the perfect example of a perfect lifestyle for ladies? Well, look at any Disney princess movie. 
That's what that is. I just made it simple. Right? Rich and charming and handsome prince comes and saves you from whatever life you're living and now has brought you up. And now you're living the life in a big, huge castle and now you're his queen. And they're married and they have kids. They have the most beautiful kids in the world. And she can go shopping forever. And she does that until she dies. That's that's the prototypical life of a woman. She would love that, right? And there's some women who are like, no, well, you, you're the exception to the rule. Congratulations. But for the most part, in generalities, I'm, again, speaking in generalities, that's what women would love. They would love to live in a big, huge castle, have tons of kids, be married to Prince Charming, now King Charming, because now he rules the whole castle. You're his queen. You have the tiara. You have the crown now. You moved up a level. And now you can go shopping unlimited amounts of money on Amazon and everything else. That's that. See, now those are two examples of a male's idealistic lifestyle and a female's idealistic lifestyle. Do you see a clash there? Did I mention marriage in the male's lifestyle? No, there's a reason why. Did I mention marriage in the female's lifestyle? Absolutely. There's a reason why. So whenever you have those two examples put together, (laughs) you see why there's a clash? It seems to me that women feel that their dream is more important than a male's dream. And they're going to do anything that they can to get the male out of his, out of his lifestyle, out of his dream, to live theirs. And that's where there's a clash. Truth hurts. I told you I'd be shooting you straight today, guys. Right? You take, you take your guy. You know, he's living the single life. He's going out. He's partying. He's dating multiple women. And you're going to be the one that changes him. And you're going to be the one that gets him on the straight and narrow And he's going to be a provider and he's going to be a family man and he's going to be the best husband ever. And he's going to be the best husband to your children. Right? And here the man, all he's trying to do is, is he's just trying to, you know, level up himself. He's trying to get the best job that he can, get into a career that he loves, provide for himself, have tons of friends, have tons of good times going out to the lake going camping, going shooting, going to baseball games, going to Vegas with his buddies on a, you know, on um, the opening weekend of the final or not of the NCAA tournament, right? Skiing trips, trips overseas. And you want to take that from him because you feel that, you know, you want to live your life. See, and that's, that's the problem. We have two different idealistic lifestyles and neither of them match. And that's why I think there's problems with ultimatums. Now, ladies, does every guy want the lifestyle that I've been describing for the past 15 minutes? No, there's some guys that want to be married. They want to have kids. Obviously, those are the guys you want. But it just doesn't seem that you find them, right? You always find the guy that wants to 
be Peter Pan. Never grow up, right? Well, guess what? There's nothing wrong with that. You just got to find a guy that matches what you want. Then you won't have to get divorced. You won't have to force him into marriage. You won't, have, you won't have to give them ultimatums to stay. Right? And guys, if you want to get married and have kids, by all means, go ahead and do it. Heed my warning, though, about what I said earlier. But if that's what you really want, you're going to find a girl or find a woman that wants to do that with you. And then it won't be like an ultimatum. You guys will both just want that. And you'll move forward. You'll have your house. You'll have your... I. I, I I enjoyed this comment and I enjoyed this this uh, statement when I first heard it, but now I just hate it now. I can't stand it. And this is what I'm talking about. Quote, unquote, build your empire together. Oh, that I put that in a category of just as worse as the live, laugh, love. Oh, my goodness. There was a there was a joke online. One of my friends posted um, this is the queen of live, laugh, love. And it was literally like she had live, laugh, love everywhere in her house. And it was just, it was like my nightmare. I felt like I was in a nightmare. Oh, the basicness of that. Oh, I just cringe. But when people, whenever I see girls, well, I just want to find my idealistic man and my perfect man so I can build my empire or build our empire together. Oh, Stop it. Oh, stop it. I just can't stand that. I can't. Oh, it just makes me cringe. It's just as bad. It's just as bad, if not worse, than live, than live laugh, love. Oh. oh, I'm getting goosebumps just, just talking about it and not the good kind. Like the kind that just, ugh. It's like hearing nails on a chalkboard. But... Now, I'm going to talk about marriage more in depth, but I'm just introducing you to kind of how I look at it. I just, in my in my opinion, I just don't see the benefit right now as it stands. April 15th, 2020. I just don't see how it's beneficial to a man to get married now. Was it necessary? Was it a necessary thing to do that back in the day when this country was first settled? Absolutely. You know, it was a method of survival. People got married as a method of survival. Now we don't have that anymore. We don't we don't live in those times now. But everything, all the laws, all the marriage laws, divorce laws, child um, custody laws, they all favor women. And this is why men don't want to get married. On top of, to be honest with you, a men's idealistic lifestyle doesn't include marriage. In general, it just doesn't. But you're forcing that lifestyle on us. Why? If we don't want it, why are you forcing it on it? Oh, because that's what you want, not what we want, right? And the same could be said on the other way around. But here's the thing. Here's the difference. If the guy doesn't want marriage, then why are you forcing him? Why are you giving him ultimatums to marry you? If you have to give an ultimatum for a guy to marry you, you're with the wrong guy. Find a guy that wants to get married and have kids. Then you'll be happy. You'll both be happy. 
if you're a guy that's listening and you're like not sure about marriage, don't let a woman force you into marriage. Nothing good is going to happen. Trust me on this. I, I'm doing this because I have to keep, you know, every, keep the, uh, the innocent anonymous here on the show. But I, like I said, I'll sit down. I'll do this. Actually, this, I'll give myself a homework assignment. And the homework assignment is, is I'm going to give you the percentage of friends and family members that got divorced as opposed to friends and family members that are in happy long-term marriages. And I'll give you my experience. And that might says shed some light as to why I have this viewpoint. But it, I'm not, and I'm telling you, you may not believe me, but that's not the sole reason why I look at marriage this way. The sole reason I look at marriage this way is because of the statistics and because of the laws in place. There's no benefit. It's a bad business decision. Love isn't going to cause these laws to change. Love isn't going to give you back the assets that you've earned. It's not going to, period. And I think it's fair that both parties are protected. I believe that the woman should be protected. I believe the man should be protected. But it just doesn't seem like society wants that to happen. They want it to all favor the female and leave the male left to suffer with nothing or half his assets, which could be nothing to him. So you see where I'm getting at? So in short, if you want to get married, you need to find somebody that you want that obviously shares the same sentiment as you. But if you don't and you're honest with yourself, then, you know, I don't see why you do it. To be honest with you, I, even people that want to get married and stuff, I mean, there's other ways to show commitment other than having the government get involved in your uh, personal affairs. And to me, I just don't think it's worth it. You know, with the tax credits and all the benefits that come with marriage, I don't see anything positive. I don't see it outweighing all the negatives. I just don't. So why do it? Why take a gamble? I guess that's the ultimate question, right? Do you want to take a gamble or not? To me... You know, you can still be happy and not be married. It is possible, but I don't know. There's powers that be <laughs> that brainwash us into thinking that we're not normal if we're, uh, if we're not married. And there's a lot, lot to that. But I just want to open in that up. So hopefully this topic itself brings up some discussions and you can email me here at the lost art and that again is at the lost art at yahoo.com all lowercase no spaces the lost art at yahoo.com tell me what you think about this i'm really interested to know that ends the segment thank you for joining me here on the lost art and there's definitely going to be more discussion about this topic but for now we're going to end it